All right, Flyover family, I am flying solo on this one. So give me your thoughts and prayers as I jump into this one, because, you know, with the, with the jingle there, we're dealing with a professional news producer, somebody who who uh, shows us kind of how to look behind the scenes of news stories. She's been a producer at, at Fox, at Newsmax uh, for Major League Baseball. Um, she's a current producer for The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson. She also speaks fluent sarcasm. And so I don't have my partner here helping me, so I'm going to have to be double-timing it here to keep up today. Got to pedal a little faster when you have the one, the only, Brianna Morello. Great intro, great intro. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure. We miss Stacey, of course. I know it. She, she is it. You know, we got a lot going on with this segment because we we go through your Twitter uh, feed and and uh, kind of use that as a lens. I was looking here. You're like a, almost 123,000 followers on Twitter, which is incredible. I think that's amazing because it just grows every single week. And each one of those are a person that's now getting you know either either red pilled and like challenged mentally, you know, <laughs> to, to how to, how to get their thinking straight, or it it's it's somebody who's out there that's probably you know working somewhere and they kind of come to your Twitter feed like, okay, how do I handle this issue? What's like the snarky, you know, way to, to respond to my coworker at the water cooler, you know, or whatever. And they kind of come there for like, it's like, it's like for some people, it's like the corner in boxing. They go get in their chair and talk to their coach for a minute. You know, that's, that's how I look at your Twitter feed. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. There was a political argument today at the dog park and I chose not to engage because I didn't want to embarrass the young Biden voter who was uh, <laughs> rigorously defending him. And I, I didn't want to, you know, men are very sensitive these days. You have to be very cautious. <laughs> Does it feel for you a little bit like if you were uh, like The Rock or somebody like that and like somebody's mouthing off at the bar, you know, you're like, I'm going to choose not to crush you, you know, or whatever in this in this moment. You, I, I saw when they were talking to you, or maybe it was on your, your Twitter feed, you got into an argument at the CVS with somebody about it, about an yeah. issue. And I'm like, because you just don't know who you're messing with sometimes. And and that's all you do is study these hard topics and issues and you research the data. You're the one calling the FDA and you're calling Pfizer. And like, you know, so somebody smarts off in the CVS line. They don't, they don't know. You can tell you see the rock, like you shouldn't <laughs> talk trash, but like, you don't know who's behind you in CVS, you know? Yeah. You have no idea. And that's a thing too. Like this, this poor guy was, was at the dog park innocently trying to say that like, Nobody support, should support Donald Trump because of his behavior towards women and he's a racist and all this stuff. And I smirked and laughed because before I could jump in, a woman jumped in and was like, he's not any of those things. And she starts mouthing off. She goes, he's like, I don't understand how you women can support him. And I was like, jump in again. And she just kept jumping over me before I could even say anything. So I was like, you know, let me just walk away. She's got this. She's got this. Um, she got this, girl. So, <laughs> so I mean, listen, we 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 are teaching so many people on how to how to kind of push back on all these CNN, CNN MSNBC watchers because they don't know how to hold their end of an argument. They just know how to use these these names and throw them at people. But when it comes to like having the actual facts behind their argument, it's always lacking. So yes. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting, I'd say. And that's what you provide. And I love it. So we're going to jump into your, your Twitter feed right now today and just get through as many of these as we can. Uh, again, you don't, you don't know what we're going to throw at you each week, but you're kind of prepared because, you know, you tweeted it out. But I'm going to read this. Uh, earlier this week, I tested positive for COVID. Sorry about that. Uh, my symptoms included a headache and a sore throat. As an unvaccinated person, my symptoms were mild. Uh, so, so for those of you trying to justify getting your COVID vaccines to minimize the symptoms, just realize you're being lied to. Tell us about your experience here. Yeah, yeah. So I had COVID like two years ago, and I and I took ivermectin at the time, so I really didn't have any symptoms. This time, I had a migraine on last Monday, and then that migraine turned into a sore throat, 
And so I thought I had strep. So I was just going to go to the doctor and get penicillin is what my, my kind of logic was behind it. So uh, I go to the doctor. They test me for strep. It's not strep. And she's like, it's not strep, honey. You might got something else. And I'm like, it's just a sore throat. It can't be COVID. And long behold, it, she tested me for COVID and it was COVID. So I was able to get my ivermectin again, thankfully. Um, but it was nothing. It was literally just a sore throat and a, a migraine. The migraine was pretty bad, but I, I slept it off and had ice cream and I was good after that. But my point is, is they keep saying that the vaccines are minimizing the symptoms. And, and yeah. there's no way that's factually true because anybody who's unvaccinated who has COVID will tell you that the strain isn't what it was two years ago. It's completely been weakened. Right. And I do have breathing conditions and breathing issues where uh, I, I do need an inhaler and a nebulizer regularly when I do get sick. Um, and I didn't need any of that. So uh, if they're telling you that you need the vaccine because it, it will help with whatever pre-existing issue that you might have or might minimize symptoms, you really have to think about it because we're noticing mm-hmm. that it's not stopping people from getting the virus, not stopping transmission. No. And and from what I could tell, it's not it's not creating like minimal symptoms. Uh, well, I got it, it and I had the symptoms and it wasn't that it's bad. It's like taking vitamin C or B12 every morning and then you hurt your back. And it's like, but thankfully I take yeah. vitamin C every day. So my back injuries, pain's not as bad as other people's. You know, it's kind of a little, it's a little yeah. hard, hard to monitor, but I don't think you're being completely honest here because you did get three booster shots uh, to help you get, get through this. And, uh, so I need to make sure people under, you know, are aware if you listen on Apple or you're on the radio, you didn't see this. Uh, I'm going to, you know, tell the truth about Brown Amarillo. She did go out and get three booster shots of whiskey and, uh, she's now completely fine. Take that Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did my, my two original shots and I had a booster <laughs> just in case. So we had three shots of Irish whiskey, two nights in a row, and I was good to go. Um, so I stopped taking the ivermectin. I might as well spare the whole on stat just in case. Wait, so <laughs> sometimes, you know, you got to skip the pharmacy and get a little something from grandpa's medicine cabinet, you know, uh, <laughs> how, how that works. Now we didn't get to do a show with you last week when this whole story dropped. I'd love to get more of your insights on it, but I love the, the moxie, if you want to call it that of, of, uh, James O'Keefe. Um, he rented an yeah. led truck and parked it outside of Pfizer's uh, world headquarters in Manhattan basically uh, playing a, a rolling video of their third in command guy that, that, you know, ran his mouth on a hot date and uh, got recorded and, and that dropped, break this down for us. And what do you think about this, this move here? I think he's got more things coming. He's going to keep this in the public eye. He should, he should. We tried to do it as well. I mean, listen, uh, we had project for toss on last week on Emerald Robinson's show and, and we tried uh, hitting it as much as we possibly can because it's, it's a massive story. It's an absolute bombshell of oh, a story huge. where you have a director of Pfizer openly admitting to the fact that they're, they're not calling it gain of function research, but they're calling it like directed evolution. Yeah, like guided uh, evolution now, or something. Yeah, yeah, guided evolution. Yeah, and they're trying to like, they're trying to play like funny, like like little words around, like trying to dance around it because obviously you can't do gain of function in the country. Uh, but we, we know that they are considering it because he said it, the director of Pfizer said it, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Pfizer waited two days after, uh, project Veritas released their story and keep in mind after they released it, F- Pfizer knew that they were going to release it. They got a heads up from, from project Veritas when they reached out for comments. So they knew the story was coming. They, they waited multiple days before releasing a statement and they released that statement on a Friday night at 8 PM and the news industry relates to call that burying the story. Uh, it's a Friday dump. And mm-hmm. it's when, you know, no one's going to be watching, uh, everyone's going to be doing their own weekend activities. And so that's the time when you want to release a statement that's probably controversial. Their statement really didn't say anything significant, doesn't really deny their report. Um, we, we know that um, that this person does work for Pfizer and, and we yeah. can prove that now. 
But most importantly, um, we, we had one of the Michigan lawmakers on this week. He personally sent a letter to Pfizer. He wants answers. Uh, he's another individual who took two rounds of the Pfizer mRNA vaccines, and he did suffer a heart attack afterwards. Um, so he, like many Americans, they want answers, yeah. uh, and Pfizer has to give it to them. So we'll see. I've reached out to Pfizer multiple times for comment. Pfizer's not responding to me, but uh, that's probably personal at this point. I don't think they really like me much. <laughs> so well, congratulations. We'll they're they're going to keep pushing it. You know, sometimes <laughs> you. sometimes you got to judge somebody not by who likes them, but by who doesn't like them. You know, give me give me a list of your enemies. <laughs> if you don't have any, there's probably something wrong. All right, moving on. Yeah, uh, this is a big one, and I'm glad you're jumping on this. I want to get your take on this because I actually bought her biography when it came out. But his says, surround yourself with people that will be honest with you. Do I look good in this outfit? No, you're okay. If if Nikki <laughs> Haley were to do so, she'd realize that nobody likes her. But this isn't about helping the country by running for president. This is about raising your political status by being able to say you were a presidential candidate. I think you nailed it on on that. I think she she really got a, a hand up with the UN position from from President Trump and uh, is is kind of using this to kind of shoehorn her way up to the evolutionary political ladder a little bit. Yeah, teams like that. I mean, we, we had um, Emma Robinson did a great piece on it this week as well. And in the piece, she plays a clip from Nikki Haley saying that she wouldn't run for president in 2024 if Donald Trump was running. And so obviously now we have we know that Donald Trump is running and we're hearing rumors that she's preparing to make an announcement either sometime. Uh, well, it, it possibly could be this week uh, or, this week, or before this weekend. Uh we're unsure if she's actually going to run, but it looks like she's gearing up for it. You don't, you do like little leaks to see how the public's going to react to it before you actually make the announcement normally. Um, Nikki Haley just has zero self-awareness. People don't like her. She's not very likable. Um, she, she, she doesn't really stand for much. Uh, as Emerald would say, she is just slightly more conservative than Hillary Clinton. And uh, she's not somebody who I, who I really see being someone who scraped at least 10% of the Republican vote in the primaries. But that's not the, that's not their purpose, and it, and it really almost the reason why a lot of these people do run for president is quite simple. They want to be able to sell a book. They want to be able to change sure. their, their title and say presidential candidate or former presidential candidate because it does add a little bit more to their speaking fees and it does add a little bit more uh, buffer to their background. So that's that's the only thing that I have for that one. I don't I don't think she really thinks that she's standing a chance in this one. No, no, I think you you nailed it right out of the gate. And again, you you would know these stories like immediately as they hit if you're following. Brianna Morello on Twitter. So you can go to at Brianna Morello uh, or you can go to briannamorello.com and it'll take you right there and uh, uh, we'll get you into the Substack world, which we're going to get to here in just a minute, which is just incredible. All right. What if Big Pharma is listening to our conspiracy theories and is treating it like a think tank? That was insightful. And and then down below, <laughs> man, you had a lot of people that were like, whoa, I think you got the Ben Roethlisberger uh, uh, gif in there. It was like, whoa, you know, like, I think you really are onto something here and you might be right. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. I hope not, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, listen, the conspiracy theorists have a higher accuracy rate than most of the corporate media does. Oh um, yeah. We, we've saw all this coming. Yeah. We've all saw this coming and all of a sudden now it's just like, Whoa, th did that really just happen? Cause I'm pretty sure like Alex Jones was just talking about that a couple of years ago. And, and, Truthfully, I mean, it's always like an Alex Jones clip next to like a 10 year old Alex Jones clip. You can put up next to like a CNN headline of what's currently going on nowadays. Um, so. So, yeah, I think conspiracy theorists are um, probably the unofficial consultant for a lot of these big pharma companies as well, we know it. As, as a you know, I hate, I hate the term. I might as well embrace it. You know, it's like it's like 
you know, if you're watching a horror movie and there's a bunch of teenagers, you know, and like someone's walking towards a barn, everybody watching the show is like, don't go to the barn, you idiot. You know, you see it coming a mile away. You know, the formula, the music's playing. You don't leave the, you don't leave all your friends and go check what the sound was out in the barn by yourself. Like, you know it, you know it an hour in advance, what's going to happen. And you can even probably predict, okay, that's the the dumb girl. She's going to go out there and and she'll be one of the first casualties here of this. And it's like, there's the formula. It's like the only the actors on the screen don't know. That's what you feel like when you're watching the news. Only the actors that they put on the screens don't know what's actually happening. Everybody on this side of the screen is like, Clearly, this is what's going on. Yeah. So it's happening. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. It's no, happening. no one fought harder to get Dem to get Dems voters to get Dems voters out to the polls in 2022 than Lindsey Graham. Graham gave Dems the soundbite they needed when advocating for a federal ban on abortion. He knew Republicans didn't control a single branch of government holding Lindsey Graham accountable. Break that down for people because I think some of that gets kind of lost in the paper shuffle and they wouldn't even know to yeah. hold them accountable for those things. Yeah, so obviously this this all came about last weekend. Uh, Lindsey Graham was was up speaking at rallies with with President Donald Trump. It's also something that like you cringe when you watch it. But mainly what I'm getting to is here. It's not it's not the pro life argument at all. I, I'm not arguing against it or for it in that right. tweet. What I'm telling you is just take a step back and look at what happened. Lindsey Graham held a press conference. During that press conference, he was arguing for a federal abortion ban. Now, that'd be one thing to argue for if Republicans controlled any branch of government at the time. And in fact, we know that they didn't. This was at the time where Democrats controlled all three branches of government. So essentially what he was doing was giving Democrats the soundbite that they needed because we saw Democrats going around the country saying, you have to get out and vote because of women's rights, women's health care rights depend on it. And all you do is just play little Lindsey Graham saying uh, that he wants to do a federal abortion ban. And and it, it, it backs and it motivates people to go out there and vote. And so essentially, you know, you could you could quite frankly put blame on him for not winning the Senate because he was what people in Georgia were using to push yep. them out there to, to get like Warnock uh, above the, uh, the the line of victory. His and quotes became so, their ads. Um, yeah, exactly. And you have to wonder, David, you have to wonder, like, why do that now? Uh, Fast forward, we are past the election, obviously, and is Lindsey Graham talking about this? Absolutely not. And no one's grilling him on it. I mean, obviously, he goes on Sean Hannity or any other of these soft little Fox shows, and no one's asking the hard questions. And then he's up on stage with President Donald Trump, and you know he's acting like he's MAGA. He worked aggressively against the MAGA agenda. He's working aggressively against conservative priorities and values. And at what point do we have to sit here and say, like, you are not an ally in our fight? And and, and grill him with the hard questions or leave him behind. He does not belong on stage next to Lindsey Graham. I get it. He's in South Carolina. You kind of have to have him there. Uh, but I would say opt out of it because he's just hurting us. He's not helping us. It's interesting that he keeps I – don't, I don't know how he stays alive. You know, again, kind of go back to horror yeah. movies. I've not seen a horror movie in years, but it kind of pops up. You know the guy at the hockey mask that just doesn't die? You know, like he falls yeah. and then, then yeah. he's gone. It's like that's, that's Lindsey Graham. Like he, he's like the worst – person in the whole deal. I've never personally ran into somebody that was like, dude, Lindsey Graham, that's my guy. I've, I've never met anybody. They're either neutral and they get member. I mean, it's guys that kind of guy with the ugly teeth, you know, what is his deal? And yeah. he, but he, he, from the optics, when you see him, you wouldn't trust him. If he was in a car lot, you know, if you're going to buy a car, if he was yeah. a realtor that came out of a house to show you a house, you'd be like, Ooh, you know, there, yeah. There, yeah, there's nothing working for him. You got all the connections to Ukraine and all the footage of him there and all of his big promises to Zelensky and, and all these things. But he's still yeah. he's still a permanent fixture on, on Trump stages, you know, in this new campaign. I'm just 
I'm, I'm baffled. If you had him and Mitch McConnell, both of them together, I don't know. I don't know which one of them I would uh, rather, you know, trip. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's alarming. I don't really have much in the way of nice things to say about Lindsey Graham. He just works against our agenda all the time. And um, it's discouraging to see President Trump have him in his camp, but that's not somebody you want to give your ear to. And so if that's someone he wants to hold close, I, I hope he's not. But if that's who he wants to go golfing with, then that's fine. But there's going to be ramifications for that when it comes to you know 2024, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Again, you guys go to Brianna Murillo, BriannaMurillo.com, get you into this space. Last last tweet. Um, this is this is big and clunky and complicated and, and hit it from a lot of angles. So I just wish you wish you luck on this one. But I'm just going to read it off. Feminism, <laughs> feminism, LGBTQ plus, and Sam Smith have successfully destroyed the heterosexual dating pool. Read and then you put out this this article, uh, this story um, um, on your Substack where you really go into it and break it down. You guys can find her Substack at Brianna Morello substack.com. If you want to challenge your thinking, if you want to actually appear smarter in some of your conversations than you actually are, this would be a great place to start, especially on some of these really complicated issues, because as the producer, you deal with some of the brightest minds in the world on these things, and you're working and and, and churning through this stuff regularly. And then when you actually filter through it and share, it's it's brilliant. So what do you mean by feminism and the LGBTQ and Sam Smith individually? have destroyed the dating pool. What do you mean there? All right. I'll sum it up for everyone real quick, as quick as possible. Um, if you are single and dating, you probably realize that the dating pool has been slimming down over the years. And it's not because you're getting older. It's because uh, more and more, and the statistics that back it up, more and more young people are identifying as a member of the LGBTQ plus uh, community. Uh, I believe millennials, which is my age range, for every 10, one of them identified as a part of that community. But now we're saying um, for generation, I think it's Z, uh, one in five, and it just keeps growing that number. So that's that's so you're 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 kind of fizzling down that dating pool, right? Is is it the fact that more uh, people in this country are are gay? I, I highly doubt that. I think that they're probably just confused because uh, it doesn't make any sense from a from just a logical mm-hmm. standpoint. Uh, then you have this creature, Sam Smith, who who is quite talented. I did used to listen to his previous albums that were very lovely. A talented guy. Songs. A very talented. Very talented guy. No doubt. Yes, but this this last album, I mean, he's he's referred to himself as non-binary. Now he doesn't know what gender he is, and he doesn't want to go by any of that. And then he put out this raunchy video, and I'm uh, begging your producer not to play it if anyone at home has a full stomach, because it's just not what you want to see. It's a bunch of men dressed up in corsets, doing inappropriate body motions, and with little cutouts around their buttockses. And it's just not appropriate it's disgusting, but it's also like trying to normalize the fact that like this is what men can do or men should, should look like this or can look like this. And, and essentially what it's doing is, number one, you, you have these men who are dressing as females in this music video and, and just take away, you know, the inappropriate motions that they're making while they're in this video. It's almost as if they're trying to replace women. And, and that's mm-hmm. when I talk to women all across the country, friends, friends of friends. They all feel like there's like a big plan to replace us, whether it's with trans women, gay men, just wanting to be with other men or like music videos like that, where they just don't claim to like want to stick with just one gender, like sexually that they just want to love everyone. It's just, it's a bizarre world to step into. Now, feminists, feminists have destroyed the dating pool just based off the fact that like they're telling women and guilting us into starting a career first. And I kind of felt for that when I was coming out of college, like get as many college degrees as I can and get a really good job and focus mm-hmm. on my career. And then you can have kids later. 
But the reality is, as women, and thankfully I snapped out of it sooner before later, uh, we have a biological clock and you can't do that. You actually have to focus on, you could do both, but you really have to focus on, on finding a spouse to have children with and raise a family with because uh, so many women wait and it's too late and they can't have kids and no one warns you that when they're, you're in your college feminist class and they're yelling mm-hmm. at you about all these craziness. So that's why I come from there. And um, yeah, and, and then you just run into to kids just still living at home with their parents and they're in their mid to late 20s. And it's like, gosh, mom, dad, let them go. Force them to go out into the real world and to work and to have to earn a living and to become an adult. And, and so for anyone who's single out there, you kind of get it at this point. It's mm-hmm. kind of like we're all in the same struggle over, over here. Um, it's unfortunate, but uh, add that plus the vaccination factor or like, Women who are unvaccinated don't want to date men that are, that are vaccinated. I don't want a man that's vaccinated. Um, there's a lot of, you know, if you listen to Dr. Naomi Wolf, you got a lot to be worried about. So yeah. uh, the heterosexual dating pool is completely ruined. <laughs> it, it, it is It is complicated. You know, dating itself has always been a clunky thing. There's the nervous part. You know, it's been, we're going to have our next month, our 30th anniversary. So it's been a minute on my dating. Congratulations. But yeah. <laughs> there's still the, hey, I like you. You like me. This is, you know, I, 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 you know I'm nervous. You're, ner-, you know, all the stuff that goes into it. Like that's not gone away. But then you just got, yeah. uh, you know, you wear a mask. I don't, you know, whatever. It's like everything that's involved in, in, in that. It's become a very clunky activity you know, for, for people in general. And I think these movements have made it worse. I think it's especially hard on young men looking around and it's like, Hey, who can I model? You know, who's, who's a role model yeah. for me? Who can I kind of follow, you know, unless they like, you know, listen to Ron DeSantis all day or Jordan Peterson, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to find, you know, men out there that are, that are strong and kind and use their power to help and uh, uh, don't use their weakness in, as a way to bully. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're 100 percent correct, David. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I mean, this is this is the new world we live in, and, and you kind of kind of figure out a way to maneuver around it. There are great dating apps out there, though. Uh, conservative dating apps like Right Stuff uh, just launched, and so for anyone out there thinking about it, maybe give it a look. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 deeply concerning for those, especially young men looking for role models, like you said. Yeah. Not much really out there to, to kind of look up for role models, uh, except that tennis star. What was his name? The one who, who was suspended for not being vaccinated, just one in Australia. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, a good role I, model. I forget his name, but that's a leader. That's somebody that's willing to actually stand up and take some heat uh, for yeah. what they believe in and and doing it. Um, you guys go to go to brownamarillo.com. It gets you into her, her Twitter feed. You can go to um, uh, brownamarillo.substack.com for her Substack. Do your brain a favor. Go there. Check it out and uh, share that. Share that information. When people are doing this kind of hard work and, and thinking through these tough topics and they cut it up and put it, you know, like baby food ready for you, all you got to do is just take a look at it. Um, you know, reward that with a share, you know, and spread good ideas, make them easy for your friends to find. Brianna, thank you for jumping on. We'll see you again next week. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers. From MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones... No 
more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Welcome to the MyPillow 2.0 commercial. Miss Makeup. Well, you look good. And action. You're sleeping even better. We've got the best pillow ever. My Pillow 2.0. He's a great name for Cut. We got it. Welcome to the set of the MyPillow 2.0, the most amazing pillow in history. That new technology is still the MyPillow's patented fill. And now we have new technology we didn't have back when I invented MyPillow that's going to help you sleep. It's absolutely amazing, and you're the first ones that can check it out. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code on your screen, and we brought back the buy one, get one free. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.